Hello, welcome back to How About That Crypto. You are watching your daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter and Bitcoin Hairstylist on Instagram. I'm here Monday through Friday and I explain crypto and Web3 while keeping you up to date on all the latest. Today's news stories are Rio de Janeiro will accept Bitcoin for real estate taxes starting next year. Crypto investor Katie Hahn breaks records, raising a record 1.5 billion US dollars, the largest fundraise for a female in any industry ever. And is Grayscale considering suing the SEC? What does all this mean? Not to worry, I'll explain it all. But first, if you like or don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. If you're listening on podcast, please give me five stars and follow me. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the subscribe button, ring the bell. It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. Just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can use the links below to do your own research. My prayers continue to go out to the Ukrainian people and all those affected by this war. Hopefully this is sooner over sooner than later. Okay, let's jump right in. Author Aryaman Srivastava, excuse me if I butcher that name, reports for Yahoo Sports. Yes, Yahoo Sports. And let me pull that up. And if you're listening on podcast, you can just use the links below to uh, follow along. Or you can just listen. And I'll explain everything. Why is and uh, the rep- the title is Rio de Janeiro to begin accepting taxes in Bitcoin in 2023. Why is this being reported on Yahoo Sports? I don't know, but it is the most mainstream article I could find for all the fake news people out there. I try to verify stories across multiple platforms before reporting. This is not foolproof, but I try to make sure I am not reporting news that is just hearsay. Although. What else is new? Anyway, uh, let's let's go. Let's let's continue to move forward. Uh, according to this article, and I, here's here's an excerpt. The decision was announced during the crypto activity karaoke event, during the which the secretaries of finance and planning and economic development, innovation and simplification, Pedro Paulo and Chicao Bujoles, and per, forgive me if I didn't pronounce that correctly, also made proposals to develop a market for crypto in the city. This is not the entire country of Brazil, but a very popular tourist attraction and the third most populated city in Brazil. So basically, this is saying that this is coming straight from uh, people in the governments, not just uh, on Twitter. Um, it does not sound like they will be holding Bitcoin, though, but there will be companies to do the conversion with no fees for the government. So you can pay your taxes in crypto without having to convert them into fiat and paying fees for that. Although I'm sure there's going to be fiat fees. So I don't uh, I think this is more of a symbolic thing here. Uh, anyway. Let me just. uh do this. Uh, all right. So I have some quotes here. And the first one is Mayor Eduardo Paez said, stated, our effort here is to make it clear that in the city of Rio, we have official initiatives that recognize this market. Now those who invest in cryptocurrency and live in the city of Rio will be able to spend this asset here paying official tax in the city of Rio. And we will move forward in this fast. So basically, it's giving utility, even more utility to Bitcoin for all the people who say Bitcoin doesn't have utility or enough utility. Well, this is pretty huge. Okay, so I'm going to keep moving on. The city plans to enter. 
plans on integrating all aspects of crypto to further itself. Secretary Pedro Paolo stated, going further, we will use these crypto assets to stimulate the arts, culture, and tourism through NFTs and create a sound and responsible governance policy to evaluate the realization of crypto investments. I think this is huge. Uh, they are not they, they they are not the first local governments to accept crypto, though. I reported a few weeks ago that Colorado will start accepting crypto for taxes this summer. California proposed a bill as well. These governments will not touch the crypto, but use a third party to convert them into their local currency. Now, what are your thoughts on this? I think this is super bullish. And uh, so please leave me a comment below and let me know what you think. And I'm moving on. All right, and so I'll move on to this next one here. Okay, author Katie Kate Rooney reports for CNBC, crypto investor Katie Hahn raises $1.5 billion, the largest debut fund ever by female VC. Crypto investor, so it says, who raised this money, uh, departed from Andreessen Horowitz last year, who's the most notable investment firm in the crypto space. It's the large and this this raise of 1.5 billion is the largest fund ever raised by a solo female founding partner. Pitchbook says, and it feels honestly like a lot of pressure, but I think that motivates everyone on the team. Han says, Web three is a new era of the internet, and it deserves a new era of investors. Amen. All right, I just want to play this video for you real quick, and I'm just gonna switch out. Hold on one second. And I'm just going to do this, make sure that I got the video and the audio set up. Okay. All right. Ready? XRP gained 2.3%. Now today we're jumping right into our main story. Katie Hahn became one of the world's top crypto investors during her tenure at Andreessen Horowitz. Hahn was the first woman to be a general partner at the firm. She deployed multiple crypto focused funds worth billions of dollars. So of course, it made waves when she announced last December that she was leaving to start her own firm. It left a lot of us with a lot of questions, and today we now know that Han Ventures has raised $1.5 billion for its new funds, shattering multiple records along the way. I sat down with Katie Han for an exclusive interview to get details on this huge debut. Joining me now, Katie Han, CEO and founder of Han Ventures, a new venture capital firm, a lot to talk about. Thank you so much for being here in person. Thank you for having me, Kate. It's always a pleasure to see you. Of course, we have a ton to talk about, but let's start with your new fund, Han Ventures. You're breaking a couple records here. So $1.5 billion fund focused on Web3, largest debut venture fund, largest solo GP venture fund, and largest fund ever raised by a woman. And your name is on the door. How does that feel? Well, it feels, honestly, Kate, um, like a lot of pressure. Um, but, you know, someone told me really recently that pressure is a privilege. And I think that's true. Um, and so, you know, we do feel under the microscope um, already being in crypto and Web3 and um, because of what you just stated, even more so. Um, but I think that motivates everyone on the team. I love that. So it feels exciting. Pressure is a All right. I love that. Pressure is a privilege, and I totally get that she'd be under pressure for all the reasons that they just stated. Um, so this fund is focused on Web3. The author does a great job in explaining it, so I'm just going to read it straight from there. Uh, the term Web3 or Web3.0 loosely refers to 
here i'll just do this right there it's highlighted so you can read along if you're watching but if you're listening just follow along uh, the term Web3 or Web3.0 loosely refers to general computing applications built on the blockchain. The same technology underlying Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Sorry. Okay, so basically Web3 refers to general computing applications built on blockchain, which is the same technology underlying Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Examples include NFTs, which are traceable ownership certificates attached to digital files, such as art pieces or videos, and decentralized finance applications in which self-executing smart contracts can be used and to replace middlemen like lawyers and bankers in certain types of transactions. And I did a video on smart contracts. So you can go back and watch that. And uh, so basically the next, this is the next stage of the internet. The internet went from emails and posting boards to interactive streaming, social media, and synchronous communication like Facebook, chatting, WhatsApp, stuff like that. And, and streaming like this, like YouTube uh, or, or Spotify. Now we are able to actually own and custody our digital assets without the need for third parties. We can also own our Starbucks rewards. We can own our Delta Sky Miles. And we can also own our Audible credits. And if you're new to the show, then you will probably hear me say this again. But when I canceled my Amazon Audible subscription, they had the audacity to tell me that my Audible credits expire at the end of the month i get that that's their business model so i don't need any of you of you uh, business people saying oh you don't understand no i understand they created their business model in a way that incentivizes you to sign up for a subscription and you get a higher benefit you get a bigger benefit by getting greater value for your audible credits however i still want to i paid for them and emotionally and psychologically, I think that I should be able to keep them because I paid for them. I was a subscriber for a long time. It's not like I subscribed for two days and then canceled them after I got my credits to cheat the system. So they, I think that they should change that business model to at least recognize someone who's been a, a subscriber for a long period of time. But the fact that your credits can expire is ridiculous. But if they were tokenized, they would not be able to expire. I could move them around. I could hold them in my wallet. I could exchange them for Starbucks rewards. I could take my Audible credits and my Starbucks rewards and put them on an exchange and trade them for Delta Sky Miles and take a trip. How sick would that be? Yes. How sick would it be if all of your credit card report rewards or all of your rewards for shopping at CVS or whatever were all tokenized and you could group them together into one place and trade them with other people or sell them to pay your bills? Like that is Web3, the part that I'm excited about. So anyway, I digress. Han is a former federal prosecutor and became the first general partner at the most notable investment firm in the crypto space, or the first female general partner at the most notable investment crypto space, uh, and sorry, the most notable investment firm in the crypto space, Andreessen Horowitz. All right, and I have another little excerpt right here about the team. Han Ventures' nine-person team includes... Chris Lehane, a former Airbnb executive and Clinton administration official. Tomika Tilleman, a former staffer for Joe, President Joe Biden. 
and Rachel Horowitz, who led communication teams at Twitter, Google, Facebook, and Coinbase. Multiple employees left Andreessen Horowitz with Han for the new fund. She said the smaller team allows the firm to be more nimble and acts as a venture contributors in addition to venture capitalists. This is super exciting and shows so much evolution in business, funding, and perspective on the future. I think it's bullish. I think it's super exciting. And also, I read that she's going to be buying coins and not just taking equity, which is good for coins. Price go up. <laughs> not financial advice. I think, uh, so what are your thoughts? Leave a comment below. And our last story of the day is reported. Now, let me switch over here. Okay, our last story of the day is reported by Casey Wagner of Blockworks. Grayscale threatens legal action if SEC rejects Bitcoin ETF conversion bid. The world's largest digital currency asset manager first filed to convert its flagship trust into a spot Bitcoin ETF almost a year ago. All right. If you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry. I'm going to explain it. <clears throat> so Grayscale is the world's largest digital currency investor. Most of the products are only available to accredited investors. An accredited investor is someone worth, I believe the rules are right now, you have to have a net worth of a million dollars, not including your primary residence, or you need to have an income of over $250,000 or $250,000 or more. <clears throat> um, but... The Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is one of their products. They have multiple trusts. They have an Ethereum trust. They have a, uh, a smart contract trust. So they're buying up the coins and holding on to them and allowing investors to get exposure to them without having to hold on to the coins themselves. A lot of people are worried about losing their coins or getting hacked. So by buying into the trust, you get a little bit of protection there. <clears throat> okay. The Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is a way that you, the listener and viewer who do not own crypto because you do not want to open another account with a crypto company, you can buy GBTC on the stock market, GBTC, Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, and then I don't know what the C is, but GBTC, and they buy Bitcoin and hold it and let you own a fraction of their stash that's held in the trust. That is not financial advice. I'm just letting you know, if you don't want to open up another account, you got your money with Charles Schwab or, uh, or Fidelity or JP Morgan or whatever, you can still buy Bitcoin without moving your money by buying into the trust. Not financial advice. So they are a company which makes sense to go to get the spot ETF. This is where people can buy Bitcoin without having to hold it. And the price of the stock is directly correlated to Bitcoin. Right now, Grayscale has uses a trust to hold on to the crypt onto the Bitcoin. The trust is only allowed to issue more shares. They cannot create them, they cannot destroy them due to regulations as a trust. This causes the shares of GBTC to trade at a higher or lesser value than Bitcoin depending on the movements of Bitcoin. A spot ETF would enable them to keep the price of the stock in line with the value of Bitcoin. So basically, the trust is not a perfect tool to get direct exposure to Bitcoin. You can, but that's why everyone wants this spot ETF. And let me just read these first two paragraphs here. Grayscale is not ruling out seeking legal action against the SEC if the agency continues to prohibit the launch of a spot cryptocurrency ETF, says the CEO. I think all options are on the table. 
said he said during an interview with Bloomberg Monday when asked if Grayscale would consider an Administrative Procedure Act lawsuit if their application to convert the Bitcoin Grayscale Trust, or sorry, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust into an ETF is denied. So there's an there's an interview uh, with Thinking Crypto, uh, which I listen to on a regular. They're all, he's awesome. Uh, he does some incredible interviews. And he said that, and he interviewed a former SEC chairman and the... The SEC chairman said that the spot, if you can approve a futures, like the problem, the SEC keeps saying that, uh, sorry, the SEC keeps saying that, that um, the reason why they're not approving a, a spot ETF is because they're worried about manipulation. And a lot of this has been, been, related to custody how do you hold them can it is it safe like if you're are you going to lose the bitcoin but they approved a bitcoin futures etf meaning the that people can write contracts agreeing to purchase bitcoin at a certain price in the future and people trade those now those are imperfect tools they do not give you the best exposure directly to the price the price the bitcoin futures uh creates a lag so sometimes they're being traded at a higher or lower value as well just similar to the trust they're different products and they're it's complex but the bottom line is the SEC former chairman said that the way you approve a futures ETF is when considering manipulation and custody, you'd have to consider the same thing to approve that futures ETF as you would a spot ETF. So he said, I don't know why no one sued the SEC yet. He said that that's a former SEC chairman. And I'll leave a link below and you can listen to that interview yourself. But anyway, I think that this is super bullish. I think that all this is really good. I think like it's about time that someone steps up to the SEC and uh, says, like, what's going on over there? They're writing all these rules and regulations, which are super complex and 600 pages on one, 200 pages on another. And they're creating more confusion in the markets that they're supposed to help create clarity and so, you know, it'd be nice to see either them stop this behavior or someone take them to court for it. What do you think? Uh, do you what do you think about all this information? Do you like or not like to hear some of this stuff? You know, you know, let's let's kind of do like a quick recap and then I'll wrap it up. So what I talked about today was Rio de Janeiro accepting Bitcoin for real estate taxes starting next year. That's huge because the more people get online, the more utility it's create is created, the less reason that people need to sell it. They can just pay their taxes with it. And um, I think it'd be even better if the if the cities held on to some of that Bitcoin. And uh, but that's what would be the next step. The first step is create the infrastructure. OK, so and then the other thing is Kitty Hahn uh, leaves Andreessen Horowitz and raises one and a half billion dollars, blasting through all records ever set by female venture capitalists. And uh, and the focus seems to be on coins as well as equity and helping helping these companies become more successful, not just being an investor, which is awesome. And 
Grayscale Bitcoin Trust is a way to get exposure to the Bitcoin price. And they're saying, hey, approve this product or, or, or we might consider suing you. That's not exactly how it went. And they said, they were asked, would you sue? And they said, we're leaving all options on the table. And so, um, so yeah, what do you think about all this? Leave a comment below. I'd like to hear from you. If you're listening on podcast, please give me five stars and follow me. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, ring the bell. It helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. And I really would like a comment below on this. Just tell me what you think. And I will talk to you all later. Hoddle on.